Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Do not try to be your child's friend. Instead, be their parent. So I'm sure you've heard this one before, but I figured I would share my take on this popular parenting topic in this episode. And before I get to my opinion, I think it's important to first look at how someone defines the word friendship and also take a look at the motivations a parent may have for wanting to be their child's friend. Okay, but looking at the definition, and there are many, but I think looking at the Merriam-Webster definition of friend can be helpful. Friend, noun, a person who has a strong liking for and trust in another person. This definition points out what I see as one of the main differences between being your child's friend and their parent. Now, if you only look at half of that definition, the part about a person who has a lot of trust in another person, then yes, by all means, be your child's friend. But the other half of this definition is a strong liking for that other person. And that's where I see an important distinction. The goal of a parent should not be that their child always has a strong liking for them. That's not going to go well, especially during the years of adolescence. If a parent's focus is on having their kids like them, to parent them in a way where their child will always feel and express unconditional positive regard for the parent, if that's the aim, if that's the approach, well then, the parent will have an extremely difficult time setting limits, enforcing consequences, and just saying no. And I see those three things as being essential parts of the responsibilities of a parent. Essential, yes. Enjoyable, not so much. Not enjoyable for the child, obviously, but also not all that enjoyable for the parent. Barbara Coloroso said it well when she said, our children are counting on us to provide two things, consistency and structure. Children need parents who say what they mean, mean what they say, and do what they say they're going to do. End of quote. In this quote, she says our children are counting on us to provide these things. And with this, I agree. But I want to add, don't expect them to communicate that which they are counting on. When parents set limits and follow through on consequences, there's a very good chance that their kids will not always respond with agreement, approval, appreciation for the person providing that structure. That person being you, the parent. A big piece of the developmental stage known as adolescence is to push against, to challenge the status quo. And you are the status quo. Sometimes parents need to be the party pooper. Remember that song? Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you, party pooper. I switched up the lyrics on that one a bit. My version goes, every party needs a parent. That's why we need you, party parent. Okay, I'm sorry for all the singing I've been doing recently, but back to it. Our youth need parents who will have consistent boundaries and set limits. And they deserve to accurately predict the consequences that will follow if certain expectations are not met. Consistent boundaries, limits, and consequences. These are the things that allow our youth to feel safe, to feel secure. Adolescence, in particular, 
It can be a time of high, high uncertainty. Their sense of self, their relationships with their peers, their weekend, their future. These things can be volatile. They can feel so uncertain, so unpredictable. And that's why it is absolutely essential that our youth can be certain about how their parents will parent. They need you to be predictable. That word, predictable, it doesn't get the shine it deserves. And neither does the word consistent. Those words aren't usually the adjectives that one leads with when asked, what would you say are your greatest strengths? I don't know about you, but when I think about what I wanted most from my parents, and not only that, what I want most from a friend, coworker, boss, or an employee, the qualities known as consistency and predictability are actually at the top of my list. And I think the math on that one is consistent plus predictable equals dependable. Youth need to have parents that they are able to depend on. And I really like the etymology of the word depend. The origin of the word comes from to hang, be sustained by being attached to something above. I like that wording and I love that visual. When a child has a dependable parent, they are able to hang on, be sustained by the attachment to something above. And I see that something as a someone, a someone known as a parent. Our youth deserve to have adults in their lives that are consistent, dependable, and predictable. And to further support and clarify this, I'd like to give the example of a house. And this is something many people never consider or acknowledge. But when you think about it, one of the main reasons people feel safe and secure in their homes is because the walls, the windows, the doors, the layout of the home is consistent and therefore predictable. I know personally with 100% certainty the location of the different areas within my home. I know where the front door is. I'm certain about the location of the kitchen, the living room, the bathroom, to the point where when I wake up in the middle of the night and need to use the bathroom, I don't even need to turn on a light because I know the layout so well that I can navigate from bed to bathroom in the dark. Now imagine if I were to wake up one night and head into that bathroom only to find that I ended up in the kitchen. That would be quite unsettling. I wouldn't feel at all comfortable living in a home where the walls were likely to shift, where the layout was always changing. And the reason I use this home metaphor is because I think it's another way for parents to understand the discomfort, the distress our youth feel when their parents' expectations, when their boundaries, limits, and consequences are always changing, when they are reactive and inconsistent, when they can be described by the child as being unpredictable. And on this topic of a parent being their child's friend, Judith Smintana, a professor of psychology at the University of Rochester who studies child development, says this, I think there are elements of friendship. Parent-child relationships can be warm, accepting, responsive, trusting. But at some point, the buck stops with the parents. Making sure your child stays safe and out of trouble. Sometimes that means pulling rank, saying something's not acceptable. In a way, a friend probably wouldn't or couldn't do. End of quote. And the next topic I want to address is how I believe parents need to be thoughtful and careful about what they share with their child. In addition to the what of disclosure, 
I think it may be even more important that the parent consider the why behind sharing certain things with their kids. Because what we don't want to do is turn our youth into a confidant. Jay Belsky, a professor of psychology at the University of London, says this, placing a child, even a teenager, in the age-inappropriate role of confidant and support provider to a parent is not in the child's best interest. End of quote. Disclosing things about your own life, if this is motivated in any way by the parent seeking affirmation, support, or comfort, it's likely that this will result in something known as enmeshment. And we do not want to have an enmeshed relationship with our youth. Dr. Judith Mentana talks about what enmeshment is and why it's not a good idea by saying, when parents ignore that one-sidedness and unload too much on their children, it can result in what's known as enmeshment, where parent and child are so unhealthily close that the boundaries between them blur, making it difficult for the child to develop into their own independent person. End of quote. And to make a little more sense of what I see as appropriate versus unhealthy types of parent-to-child disclosure, here's an example. In my opinion, I think it's okay for a parent to bring their child into the realities of adult life by sharing with that child that maybe, for example, they will not be able to go to a certain summer camp because after looking at the family's finances, it's something that the family can't afford at this time. However, I believe the line is crossed. And a child becomes a confidant. And the relationship becomes enmeshed when a parent vents to their child about their job not paying them enough. Or sharing with them just how stressed and overwhelmed they are with all the bills that are stacking up. While a parent may believe that their child is mature enough to hear about their emotional stress, I think we need to remind ourselves that kids have enough to worry about. And that they should not be put in a place where they feel that they have to support us emotionally. The adults in the lives of youth need to get that support elsewhere. By talking to a friend, a coworker, partner, spouse, or maybe even a counselor. So when it comes to deciding if a disclosure is actually inappropriate or unhealthy, I think it has more to do with the reason or motivation the parent has for sharing that information. If the sharing is motivated by the parent seeking affirmation, validation, acceptance, emotional support, or if it's done to impress the child, to be liked and respected by the child, I see these as definite stayaways because these types of disclosure can result in boundary confusion and unclear expectations for the child. Now, none of this means that we shouldn't be friendly with our youth. Let's not confuse being friends with being friendly. It's great to be friendly, meaning it's a good thing to be warm, affectionate, positive, and playful, maybe even relatable at times. It's good to be fun and forgiving, to be curious, compassionate, and kind. We can be all those things and also provide the consistent boundaries, the structure, and predictable consequences that young people need that they absolutely need to have as they navigate the ups and downs of childhood and adolescence. To close, a quote from Maxime Legasse. My goal is not to be liked, 
My goal is to raise loving and responsible kids. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.